Hey guys, Brutal Bob here. Please just give a listen to my sponsors and support them as they make this podcast possible. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey guys, as a wrestler in free spirit, I've always had trouble saving money. That is until I found Digit. Try the all-in-one money app that budgets, saves, and invests for you. Digit helps you reach financial freedom by doing smart things with your money every day. On a mission to make financial health effortless, Digit designed a smart bank account that constantly guides your money in the right direction. Digit plans for today, tomorrow, and way, way later by making spending, bills, savings, and investments all work together. Digit saves a little every day, so you don't have to. Savings that have money that's set aside for all your goals. And you can add as many as you want. They've helped members save over $7 billion since 2015. I myself have saved almost $5,000 in savings and investing with Digit. To get a free $5 to start, go to ICan'tSaveMoney.com and sign up. That's ICan'tSaveMoney.com and start saving and investing with Digit today. Thank you, Digit. You've been a godsend. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. I'm here uh, live on location, as you can see, uh, Death Proof Dojo here in the background in Tampa, Florida. Doing all right, man. Just excited to catch up with you and uh, talk some wrestling and hopefully help some people uh, better themselves a little bit, you know? How are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. I'm here uh, live on location, as you can see, uh, Death Proof Dojo here in the background in Tampa, Florida. Doing all right, man. Just excited to catch up with you and uh, talk some wrestling and hopefully help some people uh, better themselves a little bit, you know? Absolutely, yeah. We're, uh, we are approaching, well, let's see, we're a couple weeks away now, right? NWA Hard Times, November 12th and 13th, New Orleans, Louisiana, um, in a building that you and I are very familiar with. We both, uh, you know, so our, our town, a city that we're familiar with anyway. Um, yeah. That's actually where you and I reconnected probably five or six years ago. I hadn't seen you in a long time. And uh, so it's, it has good memories for me. And we got to meet the lovely and talented uh, Louisiana State Athletic Commission. And that's where we'll leave that. But <laughs> because we still have, we still have, you guys still have shows to do. And I don't want to cause anybody any problems. So um, how's that looking? How we how we looking? I noticed there were some uh, real good matches set up. And uh, it's uh, I know uh, Luke Cox has been uh, promoting it like crazy, and uh, so how how's how's everything looking there? It's looking good, man. Um, I have a funny little side note about that athletic commission there. Sure. Uh, I, I think it was probably the trip you're referencing, like the uh, the commissioner there. Anybody that knows about athletic commissions, like the wrestlers aren't high on them necessarily because they kind of no. take money and don't really provide much service for us. So anyway, I was there and uh, I had to apply for my license on the scene. And um, the commissioner like looks at me and like kind of gives me like a wink and nod kind of thing. And he was like, you wrestled yesterday, right? And I go, uh, yeah. He goes, no, no, you wrestled yesterday, right? Yeah. Signs it through, puts the license right through. Like there was some kind of like loophole in it where if I were already an active competitor there, like we had to skip a step or something. I was like, man, this place is insane. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I got licensed. Uh, Hard Times 3 is looking good, man. Um, this is a pretty sizable venue. We've been running, um, I'd say, more um, intimate type of venues, like 
convention center. You remember, um, do you remember when we did ROH in Richmond? Yes. So uh, we've been running a venue similar to that, like larger convention centers. Um, This one, I want to say, holds around 2,000 people. Yes. And we're expecting to fill it up on both days. Great. Um, So things are are looking good for that. And um, it's going to be cool to be a part of, man. I'll be out there with my homeboy, the Dane event, Jax Dane. Jax Dane. Yeah, man. It's going to be a crazy hardcore Team Wars match, three on three. Uh, it's the Dane event, Magic Jake and uh, Mercurio versus the Pope, um, JTG, and our arch rival, Anthony Mayweather. So it's going to be a hell of a night. Yeah, that's going to be good. And um, I know uh, if you're looking for tickets still, I know some tickets still are available. NationalWrestlingAlliance.com. And um, now are they still running that package? It was a heck of a deal where you could sign up for a year and you got all the pay-per-views and you got all that. I know they advertise that pretty heavily. Um, it's something that I signed up for. So, and it looked like it was still going on when I did it. So um, yep. it's, it's a really, really good deal. So check it out. It's, it's all over their page and uh, national wrestling Alliance.com. I went there in Nashville. Uh, I was doing my iron week and I was wrestling big Derek Neal in Chattanooga and I realized that the airport was right down the street from where you guys were at Sky Studios. Yeah, it's like a eight-minute drive or something. Something like that. Yeah, it was right down the road. And I said, well, so I checked in with you and Colby Carino and a few other people I knew. And and uh, everybody said, yeah, come down. I didn't want to make any waves. You know, you don't just want to show up uninvited. But sure. And then uh, their security work was a very nice guy who stopped me and said, you better know somebody. And I did. And then turned out, I, I, I later went back and counted. I think I saw 70 people that day, and I knew 57 of them. So it was, it was a pretty good percentage. Um, it's a good and percentage. it was funny because the gentleman whose building I was using, Jade Newman, was there at NWA Wrestling. So it was kind of funny. And, uh, and it, was a, it was a good product. It was good to see so many good wrestling minds there, so many old friends, new friends, some people I'd never met before. I'd never met EC3 before, so that was cool. Ah. Um, I know of all people, right? We have so many mutual friends. And uh, it was great to see you again. It was, you know, uh, uh, Cedric Alexander and, and uh, nah, I'm sorry, Caprice Coleman. And uh, that's a joke between us guys. Yeah. So, um, but it's, uh, no, we get to see it. I mean, just, you know, even Jack Stane. I hadn't seen Jack Stane in quite some time. And I can I obviously communicate with a lot of you guys on Facebook, but a lot of friends I hadn't seen Mikey B and Taven and Maria in, in a long time, and you know it, it was it was great seeing so many new people, and it was great seeing so many different people coming from different areas, and really, uh, you know, and and it was the last day of the tapings, and everybody's I was still very pleasantly surprised with everybody's spirits. Um, still being up and still being ready to rock and, and some good people behind the scenes too. Dr. Tom was there running around. Medusa was running around. Um, you know, just, the, it, it, it was good. I was I, not that I wasn't expecting it to be a professional operation. I was, but it was great to see so many people that I didn't know to know were, uh, affiliated with NWA and, and doing their thing and, and including you too, because you're kind of taking, you and I have talked about this. You're kind of explain your journey in NWA uh, as far as you can, because I mean, we're still, it's still ever changing and it's still, um, you know, progressing, but I know it, you kind of 
are a prime example of what you and I both preach is just kind of show up and, and make yourself of service. And if people don't know you, make sure they know you. So why don't you walk, walk me through that? And cause I know you suffered a really, really bad injury too. Um, so give, give us all those updates. I'll shut up and you talk now. <laughs> Lots of updates. Yeah. We, Bob and I both say this all the time, show up and do the work. Um, it's very easy. <laughs> people might complicate it and think too much into it. Like, what if they don't like me? What if they don't want me there? What if this or that happens? What I've learned at this point in life is you can't control all the variables that may happen, but you can control your actions. So kind of my journey there, um, I went to show support. Um, it was the Empower Show, the first all-women's pay-per-view um, that they did about a year and a few months ago. And uh, my lady, Genocide, was in the main event in the Burt Cup. Um, so I went there to support her, and I had a mutual friend that was involved in producing um, the Empower pay-per-view. So I went out to lend a hand to him and uh, support Jenna, and I ended up meeting a, a lot of the crew there. Of course, I met the you know Corrigan and uh, and Pat, Pat Kenny, um, but I I got to get to know Mickey James a little bit better, Gail Kim, Medusa, Jazz, and um, thankfully I had the opportunity to um, be one of the uh, agents or producers for that uh, main event Burt Cup match. And mm -hmm. um, it went really well. I worked well with the talent. And um, kind of the next day, I was like, hey, I'm here still. So if you want to put me to work, I'd rather not hang out in my hotel room. It was a nice hotel, by the way. It was, uh, uh, thank you, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Corrigan, for that one. But I'd much rather keep busy. And they said, yeah, come on by. So Man, within like 48 hours, I was um, helping run uh, Gorilla as a floor director, which kind of turned into my role. Um, and then in between that, I'm doing some agenting, producing, a little bit of coaching. And then I'm just ab about showing up and, and doing what you got to do. Something Rip Rogers always told us is if you're ever asked, like, you know, you have a tryout scenario or you're in a wrestling environment and you're trying to establish yourself, if somebody asks, Hey, can anybody do X, Y, Z? Yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. So uh, something happened to Jax. He got injured and he had like three weeks of TV and they needed somebody to talk to him. So I'm just sitting there in the production meeting before the show, listening, you know, taking stuff in. And they're like, we need somebody to talk to talk for Jax. And um, somebody in the room, it wasn't me. Uh, somebody in the room was like, uh, Silvio can do it. And Corgan looks at me and says, Chris, can you do that? I go, yeah, I got it. So uh, I started speaking for him, and then um, we started clicking as friends and performers on screen. So once we kind of got our um, act down, and I've been friends with Jax for a while, but um, sometimes with wrestling, like, it gets, it gets a little strange because people need to really know that you're on their side, and sometimes mm. you have to earn their trust. Yep. Um, so within a few months, I, uh, I definitely – earned Jax's trust and now we have a kind of a collaborative effort on what we're going to do with our angles our promos um you know the matches and stuff like that so uh we've been doing some some really really good work recently I'd, I'd say promo wise I've done some of the best promo work in my career over the last few months um but it's been a ride man I what do I do there a little bit of everything my uh, my main roles is I, I work in production um as one of the production assistants, floor directors, and then I work on screen as the Esquire, Chris Silvio Esquire. Yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, it was the same. It was, it's not the same, but it's the same in this aspect with Ring of Honor. 
just because we were run by uh, a billion dollar company doesn't mean they gave us all the money. So we had to, we had to, we had to prove ourselves and real and work on a budget. Well, just because you're run by a, a multimillionaire, super world famous, uh, rock star, legitimate rock star who people know, my wife knows who he is. That's how I know he's a big rock star. Cause she's not up on that scene too well. Um, but that doesn't mean he's going to give you all his money. And he's, you know, going to hold a, a bake sale and a yard sale every time he needs money. So we have to learn how to wear many hats. And that's, wait, you know what? Might as well make this our first lesson is you have to be, you know, like you said, Rip Rogers. And Rip Rogers said something to me a long time ago, and I'm sure he said it to you, is you have to be there to do anything they want. You should be able to win the belt in 20 minutes or lose to the opening match in 20 seconds. So, and and everything in between. And he he's, you know, obviously Rip is still... Check him out. Always, when he says something, you better listen. Even if you don't agree with it, listen anyway. It's probably he's probably right. And uh, just you have to you have to make yourself available to do anything. And that's you found a, a, a it wasn't necessary. I mean, there was a strategy involved because I'm sure you'd rather be there than not be there. And I'm sure, sure. you'd rather make yourself useful. Um, Ring of Honor was the same way. I I took the first trial camp, and then we ended up going to the second one. Just coming back from a trip, and we were just there. And then I would, you know, I'd do the old Columbo thing, you know, very recent, I know, very recent reference Columbo, but I would, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'd, be sit, I'd be sitting there and, and Delirious or Jerry Lynn would say something and then I'd say, ooh, I have a super, this is my time to say a super wise thing. So I'd raise my hand and I'd say, could I say something, please? Excuse me, could I say something? And then I would say something awesome just because I knew it was just my time to say something awesome. And you know how it is, man, when you're, still a, a, a virtual nobody in quotations, even though I was 37, 38 years old, 17, 18 years in the business, I still had to, you had to deliver every single time they handed something to you. And so I made sure that I was in the right, you know what they say, right place, right time. And it's who, you know, and I always tell people you can't, you can't ever control all that stuff, but you can do the best you can to put yourself in the right place at the right time and get to know more people. Believe it or not, the getting to know more people is the easiest part of that equation. And people, when we say that, and I know you've said similar things, I've heard you say similar things at my seminars and, and other people's seminars and your own, they think that we mean pretend to be everybody's friend so you can take advantage of the, of the friendship and exploit them. That's not what it means. It means businesses, relationships. Millionaires have told me this, and I don't have a million bucks. You might. I don't. Um, but millionaires have told me this. Businesses, relationships, and legitimate, sincere relationships where we're trying to help each other because that's where it goes. And it doesn't mean everybody's best buddies and we're all holding hands going around the mulberry bush. It just means that if you want to get ahead, you better put yourself in that service mode and you better be ready to do whatever's necessary. And I think you're a great example and, and a current example of somebody that's doing this because I know you, like you said, I touched on it earlier. You had a really, really bad head injury that is not allowing you to exactly go in there and um, go full contact. I know you're improving a little bit every day, but I'm, you know, it's, yep. it's been, it's been, a, it's been a struggle and a journey. And I, you know, you know, we've, we've, we've been there talking about it for a while and it's uh, you have to, you know, but, or, and you could just walk away from wrestling, but, 
then we lose somebody who's valuable to wrestling and wrestling is valuable to you. So I don't know about you, man, but you know, I, I mean, I'm not the biggest wrestling fan of all time, and, uh, but I'm one of the biggest wrestling fans of all time. And I still love being in the business. I'm 50 now and I still love being there. I love being there with you guys. I was trying to, I was trying to keep my mouth shut and not help because that wasn't my place. I was just watching. And uh, you know, it's, it's it's quite a it's been quite a journey for me. I can imagine it has been for you because you're, you know, you were on a trajectory there, and then it changed, and then you had to take a setback. You know, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Dealing yeah. with these setbacks and and dealing with that horrific injury you had, um, you know, I mean, you don't have to get into any specifics sure. if you don't want to, but let's 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 can we can we just kind of touch on that because people will be yeah. like, why is Bob talking about Chris's injury and Chris isn't? This is where you talk. You go. Yeah, we can touch on that. Um, it's it's all about understanding that sometimes you're you're on a course and you have to change direction. I always, whenever I'm teaching, I, I use the example of GPS. Um, you know, you have your GPS on. There's a road closed. You have to find an alternate route. So uh, about 2019, I had a pretty severe injury that took me out of the ring. And it, it took me a long, long time to get where I'm at today. Um, where, you know, I feel healthy physically and um, I've overcome a lot of the uh, challenges, mental challenges that stem from um, a pretty serious brain injury and I'm, I'm moving in the right direction. Uh, but there was a while where I couldn't do anything. Right. Like for doctor's orders, like I, I couldn't do stuff. I remember I started working out again on my living room floor, which is tiles, and I had two 10-pound dumbbells, a resistance band, and an ab wheel. So I'm like, I'm not going to stay down. This sucks. I hate it, but I'm not going to stay down. Mm -hmm. I'd lost, like, all of my muscle mass. You know, I felt like shit. Um, but I just, I refused to stay down. So I took those 10-pound dumbbells. I put on wrestling, and for, like, two hours, I'd slowly do some reps. Then I'd put up the resistance band. Within the span of weeks and months, that turned into 20-pound dumbbells to fast forward a year after that, I'm actually pushing up decent weight on a bench again and um, things like that. Um, but kind of where I found my solace during that period was through coaching, which is something I've always enjoyed doing, as you know. Um, but uh, wrestling was always my love, and it probably always will be. I, I just love being in the ring. That's, that's where I feel the best, the most alive. That's what I, I firmly believe I was put on this planet to do, um, is be in that ring and now teach others. Um, so not being able to wrestle is a huge deal when you live and breathe for it. Um, but being able to have that satisfaction of helping others get better, that kind of helped me through a difficult time in my process. And um, then just health-wise, like it was small steps at a time. Like I told you with the 10-pound weights and moving up. Same in the ring. Um, there was a time in the ring where I could not do one roll, like a, a shoulder roll. If you're in wrestling, you'll know it as a shoulder or three-quarter roll, something like that. Um, I couldn't do more than one without getting dizzy So I and seeing like spots. So yes. I made it a point to get to three. So over the span of a few months, I got to three and felt all right. I couldn't run the ropes more than back and forth um, twice without starting to feel symptoms. And um, so I took it slow and was like, okay, let me get that to three. Um, eventually did that. It took years to, um, I'd say two and a half, five to three years 
mm. to figure out a way to fall or bump. Um, I actually created my own system of bumping. I'd love to show you one day. I know you'd um, you'd really appreciate that. Yeah, for and, sure. Um, I plan on releasing that at some point um, to the wrestling community. Is the, the way I look at it, um, really our bump process has not evolved much since the origins of professional wrestling. Right. Um, so I developed a system that's designed to cater to neck and head injuries, which are the Achilles heels of professional wrestlers. You can come back from a knee injury, shoulder injury. Uh, but once the neck's gone or once the head is had too many blows, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's likely the end of a career or a long battle to get back. So I kind of created my own system of how to fall without putting impact on my neck or putting my head in any type of risk. Um, so it's probably a year of just developing that to where now I can step in with my students um, and flow with them and teach them how to get through a match. Because wrestling, as you know, you have to learn by feel. I could tell them something again and again. Right. You have to touch people yep. physically that are better than you. You feel the timing. You feel the technique. Um, so now through all the work I've put in, and it's it's been a lot, man. Um, all the work I've put in, I'm able to get in there with the guys and you know go up to 20 minutes and uh, – you know, as far as, as wrestling goes, um, you know, I have some pretty optimistic signs uh, going forward. So, um, you know, I'm not ruling out um, some action here sometime, maybe in 2023. Um, as long as uh, I keep going the route I'm going, I think that's a possibility. But I guess the main point of this whole story is um, there were some terrible times, like really bad, worst times of my life ever. I'm 37 now. And... Um, absolute hands down worst times worse than death of relatives friends etc but i had a choice and i always say this on my social media and there's a reason why this is called death proof dojo Um, i had a choice to crawl in a hole and die figuratively or maybe literally or get up and fight Um, and i chose to get up and fight and i've been progressing (laughs) slowly ever since but you know i have my own dojo now i have uh, this job with nwa and you asked me earlier about my origins there when I went to NWA, I was not looking for the job, for a job. And I told that to the boss and I told that to uh, my superior who was bringing me in to do the production work when I first started. It's like, hey, I'm not looking for a job in wrestling. I'm doing my coaching and I'm okay with that right now. Right. But the company grew on me because um, as you said earlier about the atmosphere, the locker room there is different to any um, national locker room I've ever been a part of. You hear horror stories of like people walking on eggshells and clicks and stuff like that. And I know I've experienced that at many of the bigger companies, but NWA wasn't like that. I don't want to say family because, you know, not every single person likes each other and gets along and it's not a big love fest. It's wrestling. You're going to have people who disagree or don't really care for each other. But the general mood of the locker room is very cool, laid back and all business. Um, The bosses are approachable, like, You know, I don't feel uncomfortable saying, um, you know, hey, William, I have an idea. What do you think? And he'll respond. I like it or I don't. Uh, Pat Kenny, same way, the VP of talent relations. Hey, Pat, what do you think of this? He'll give me an answer. You know, sometimes I'll I'll send, he loves Van Halen. I'll send him random rock and roll clips that I enjoy (laughs) that and, you know, he'll listen to it. But that's what it's like when you have approachable management. It takes a, a bit of that stress off of you. Uh, to where you have to worry about like what does the boss think all the time um, but yeah man it's it's been a long uh, long road to get to where I am today and uh, every day is just a challenge to to do it again one day at a time 
Yeah, that's good. Uh, it's yeah. It, it, I remember there were days where you couldn't answer a text, and I remember there were days where you were having trouble. You know, like, hey, sorry, I didn't get back to you. It's been, you know, I, I just had to sit in the dark, and and not because you were depressed. Well, maybe because you were depressed, but it was much more because you couldn't see during the. You know, you had trouble seeing during the light, and you were having horrible headaches and all kinds of stuff. And I'm just so glad to see you kind of getting back to your old self and. You know, you, you found a role and you filled it and, you know, maybe you weren't looking for a job, but maybe the job was looking for you. So that's and and maybe this was always the plan. I don't know. You know, so who, who knows? We can never uh, exactly figure that out until it gets here. So um, you want to start looking in the comments. I have seen a couple of things here all faded. Is anybody asking questions or general yes. support? Let's take a look. Um, By the way, guys, when Chris is, when Chris is uh, checking, while he's checking that out, you guys can send over some stars if you want. I'll, I'll split them with Chris um, to show your appreciation. Also, check out my sponsors. I have Chris's. I don't have Chris's links down there, but I have his information. Check him out. I know you're you're an appointment system right now, Chris, with uh, yep. with your dojo. He takes. Uh, it, it's private. It's mostly private lessons and lessons by appointment. Um, it's not, an, it's, it's not that he's unwelcoming, but he just wants to find out if you're coming and how you can work all that out. So contact him, I assume contact him here or through yep. the death proof dojo. Um, yep. or even if you're having all kinds of trouble, like I am, you can always message me and I'll put you in touch with them and, uh, national wrestling Alliance.com November 12th and 13th, we have 4,000 tickets to sell. And I think most of them are gone. But that doesn't yep. mean you can't find good seats there. So let's uh, get on that. If if they end up being sold out, um, pay-per-views don't usually sell out on TV and computers. So check that out, too. I already have my ticket for that. So um, unfortunately, I couldn't make it. I was already um, I was already booked and already, uh, you know, betrothed to someone else that weekend. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this before I forget. Um, because I try to be transparent here. Um, old Timmy, Tough Tim and I are betting on ourselves and we're going to go to the next uh, NWA tapings in Nashville and make ourselves available. Big thumbs up from Coach there. Um, I, I have a feeling that if we get a shot, we're going to do pretty damn well. But to get a shot, you got to be there. And I had a lot of people who were very happy to see me. And that's all well and good but I don't want to just be everybody's buddy or everybody's uncle Bob. I want to prove that I can still contribute. And Tim and I bring something different to the table. Now we got to show it and we got to do it. Um, but I feel very good about it. And by the way, uh, we're not being paid $20 million. We're flying ourselves in. In fact, uh, Oh no, we're working for free, but the idea is to work for free now. So we get paid later. And, uh, but that all doesn't matter. I, I've put wrestling in another category for myself where I actually have a, pretty good job and I can work extra to pay for my wrestling habit. That's another Rip Rogers one. So, mm -hmm. and Tim and I is the same way. He got, he's got a great job. Tim, Tim actually, um, I don't know since you've seen him last, Chris, I mean, you've seen Tim, he's lost 75 pounds and photos, so yeah, and he's gotten, uh, he's a muscle man now. Not, not as muscly as you, but he's got a ways to go to be that, but, and he's training senior citizens how in, in, a in a senior home and senior living complex to keep them strong and keep them, uh, yes. you know, and he's doing great where he loves it. He loves it. So, I love that. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, Tim's such a great guy. It, it, it makes perfect sense. So, um, but we're going to take three days out and we're just going to go and we're going to, 
it's the only I said it last week since I'm a gambling uh, compulsive gambler and a gambling addict. Um, it's the only bet I'm allowed to bet on still is bet on myself and bet on this team, Tough Guy Inc. So, and, uh, you know, we don't want to let anybody down, including ourselves. So we will be there. So if you don't think a 50-year-old guy with almost 31 years of wrestling could still do it and still make himself available and still get there, you're wrong. Because sometimes those are the only doors that are available to you. And uh, it's been a question of, and Chris gave me the same answer. He's like, I can't tell you, you know, because I, I tried to do what everybody else says. Hey, Chris. What do I got to do? And Chris is like, you know what to do. Just go and show up and say hi to everybody and then check it out and then see if it's something for you and then get there. And that's what I'm going to do. And, you know, I'm fortunate to have some miles. And, you know, uh, uh, like I said, I, I've made it a, a reasonable trip for myself. But, yeah, it's on us. So Absolutely. And, and, and remind, that's... remind me, if you can, Bob, at the end of this to go over some of the dojo stuff, like, appointments and stuff like that absolutely yeah let's um, we'll, we'll clarify all that just so people can contact you the right way and for the right reasons yep so what's on the what's in the mailbag today yeah but before we get to the uh, comments we've got a few here um i do want to touch on something you just said sure. um you know bob is using his miles he's making himself available um me working overseas in europe did a lot for my career and did a lot for my uh, bank account and I remember my first tour I did in England was 2014 or 15. And I flew myself there. Um, I put myself up. I established all of these relationships. I worked, I think I only had like three matches on that first tour. So it was mm -hmm. a huge money loser. However, after that, for the next few years, I was routinely flown in, paid for my services, ended up along the way running a wrestling school in Italy, having a beachside condo that was provided to me by the company. Um, but had I not spent that $736 on a round-trip ticket... But who's, to, but who's to, counting? <laughs> ...to England, right? None of that would have happened. So take these lessons to heart that we're telling you. Um, we're living now, the message, as the kids say. Absolutely. So on to the mailbag. My, our good friend here, Michael Manna, a.k.a. Steve Richards. I've heard of that gentleman. One is, do you guys think I have what it takes to make it? Um, my answer, yes. In short, you do. Um, you know, maybe put on, put on a little size, uh, consider some lifts in your boots. Um, but other than that, I think you got all the tools, kid. Bob? <laughs> uh, I agree. I think if he, uh, you know, if he stops messing around with those rubber bands, mm -hmm. I'm just afraid that he's, he's pretty dastardly in the ring sometimes. I'm afraid he's going to use those to like choke me or something with him. So that's why I'm afraid, you know, when he walks around with those things, but uh, no, Stevie's, Stevie's, Stevie's awesome. Another guy who gives back to the business on a regular basis. So I haven't seen him around much lately. I mean, have, Stevie, have you been wrestling that much lately? I haven't seen, I've seen you here and there appearances and things like that, the BWO stuff, but I haven't seen him wrestling all that much. So, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. Maybe he's been wrestling five times a weekend and I don't see him. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> From, from what I've seen, I, I believe he's still doing some select appearances. He's been more busy with the podcasting and doing some great work with I mean, Media Group and the brand. Um, Stevie did also have a nice follow-up comment. Both of you deserve many more opportunities. Um, thank you, Stevie. I appreciate that. Uh, um, yes. We're hey, going to work you. for him. Stevie and I are both Terry Taylor guys, and um, I'm a Jim Cornette guy who gets along really well with Vince Russo, so don't tell, don't tell Jimmy that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we're telling them. Um, Sam Moore had a question. What is typical protocol for showing up to help at an NWA event? Um, um, do, you know, do you know Sam? I do not. Sam, I might. Sam, but... 
Uh, Sam, well, yeah, you might. Sam uh, wrestles at Sam Stackhouse. He does a lot of stuff for Game Changer Wrestling and is a pretty pretty big player in the Texas and Oklahoma. He's a, he's a super heavyweight um, who does uh, some really cool stuff where me, Congo, and some other big guys are working with Sam because he really does a lot of – he reminds me of Bam Bam Bigelow and, and Vader and guys like that who can do a lot with their, with their athleticism. But that's going to catch up with you eventually. So we're we're working hard with Sam to, and I'm sure you would say the same thing. Is uh, you know I I had him, I had Mondo watch one of his matches uh, last week, and it was the same thing. Just do less. You can do so much, and you've been blessed with this natural ability. But just do less. Show it a little bit more. So as far as showing Chris, I think that would be uh, showing up at an NWA event. I think that's more your your category. I don't want to say the wrong thing here. Sure. Um- First thing, and, and many people told me this um, when I was looking for opportunities, number one best step you can take is try to make yourself as known and established as possible um, on the scene, start getting a name for yourself, get a lot of bookings, advertise those bookings, become in demand. So when you do reach out, the whoever you're reaching out to, in this case, NWAs, oh yeah, I've heard of that guy before. Yeah. Let's see what he's got. It's always easier when they've heard of you or aware of your existence. Um, now, as far as, uh, you know, asking to, for an extra spot or showing up to help, stuff like that, best advice would be to go through, um, you know, talent relations to uh, get invited. Um, if you're not invited, um, you know, yes, you can show up to, uh, to the building and help out. But what I would say is when you get there, you'll seek very quickly what people are in charge and directing traffic, you know, shake hands, all that, and then say, Hey, I'd like to help. What can I do to be of service to you? And somebody yes. will tell, Hey, set up some chairs, help with the ring, whatever it is. When you're there, just be nice to people, meet everybody. Don't be annoying. Um, you know, just smile on your face and do whatever's asked of you. Um, one big thing is we do have a lot of people that show up to help um, at our events. Um, and one thing that I know is, cause a, a little bit of a problem at times. Um, when you show up something like that and you're not invited, you're there specifically to help. So um, don't come in with any expectations. Like we've right. had people show up that, you know, just decided they wanted to show their worth, which is great. I love that and support that. Um, but, you know, then they're asking like if they could stay at the hotel and get, you know, different perks and stuff that the uh, <laughs> talent that were booked there gets. So don't do that route. If you're Can I win the belt? Can I beat Trevor Murdoch for the belt tonight? <laughs> it's it's more of like, uh, you know, lodging and food and stuff like that. Just understand that if you do that, it's an investment in yourself that you have to be able to get financially. So book your hotel in advance. Make sure you got meal prep with you or enough extra money to uh, buy meals while you're on the road. And then show up, be nice, be awesome at whatever it is they ask you to do. And if you do well, you'll likely be invited to uh, to help out again. And maybe that could turn into more opportunities for you. Well, and that's and that's the thing. I, I And that's why I said it to you guys out loud and, and straight on is that Tim and I are going and my my children are bouncing through the through the uh, coming back from school. Hi, guys. So that's why. They're, uh, I'm, I'm live. So try not to say anything that would besmirch me. So, um, more than you already do. Hey guys, I don't know about you, but this gas stuff is really driving me crazy. I mean, 
looks like it's going to be $5 a gallon before we know it. And uh, trying to figure out ways to fight that, especially with all the wrestling road trips we do. I get on you guys for doing the drives, things like that. And also the courier business. I do probably 2,000 miles, sometimes 3,000 miles a week. And it really, really adds up. So what I'm going to propose to you is a little app called Upside. It used to be called Get Upside. Now it's called Upside, where they give you cash back on gas up to 25 cents a gallon. All you have to do is put your information in. You go pay at the pump. You check in and they give you cash back on gas. Now you can use that to put in your bank account, your PayPal account, or you can get a bunch of different gift cards from different stores and restaurants around the country. It is legit, it is real, and right now they're giving back a little extra for people who listen to my podcast. Just go to cashbackongas.net. That's cashbackongas.net. That will automatically send you to our referral code and you will help the podcast, you will help yourself, and you'll get a little bit on gas. Look, it's doesn't it adds up. Like I said before, it's not going to be something where you're going to get everything back, but it certainly does add up. So, cashbackongas.net, check it out, sign up, check in, and get cash back on all kinds of restaurants, gas, and convenience stores around the country. Thank you. Guys, one of the biggest things I hear from wrestlers and people who travel on the road a lot is, where can I get a good workout in? Where can I get a shower, a massage, a tan, all that good stuff for a really, really great price? And uh, I have not seen a better place than Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness has over 2,000 locations, and you can get a black card for about $22.99 a month, and that will allow you to bring in a guest. It'll allow you to get 50% off all the beverages and drinks. It'll give you unlimited access to every gym in Planet Fitness's world, and you'll get massage beds, you'll get massage chairs, you'll get free tanning, you'll get showers, soap, uh, and great workout equipment, and a great place to freshen up and when you're on the road and get a good workout in. So go to therestoflife.com, click on the banner for Planet Fitness and become one of our referrals. We, every time you uh, sign up for Planet Fitness, we get a little piece of that and it helps keep the podcast going, helps keep the community going and it gives you a tremendous value. We always talk about value here at therestoflife.com and it gives you tremendous value. So check it out. Go to TheWrestleLife.com, click on the Planet Fitness banner, sign up, and you won't be disappointed. Thanks. So, We have another question here from Sam. Um, And Bob, I'll let you answer first, and then I I have a pretty good insight on the subject. How do you deal mentally with a significant injury? Well, I I think that's – I'm sorry, man. I'm going to have to give it to you because I, you know, I've had plenty of injuries, but most of them have been – on the small to medium side. So you had one that was devastating, lack of a better term. So why don't you handle that one? Um, Number one is hope. You have to keep hope alive. You have to have, even if it's faint, you have to have a little light burning at the end of the tunnel and remember that light. So for me, I told myself, um, no matter what anyone says, I'm going to wrestle again. 
And I had to take a lot of steps to get to where I am today, but that was my hope. Um, learn other things. Some of the most uh, valuable learning experience for me were times when I was not actually wrestling. I remember years ago at OVW um, when I was new there, I had hurt my back and I had uh, take about six months off. I hung around in the production room, started learning how that was done. I got asked to do commentary. I excelled at it. I became a commentator. Um, and I learned a lot about production, which would come into play later. Yes. Um, and when I was healed again, I said, hey, guys, I'm not a commentator. I'm a wrestler. Let me get back to work. But every time I've ever been out of the ring, I've been learning another skill. Like this example we talked about with me having to cut my career short a few years ago. I really dove into the coaching and producing aspect. So if you can't do it physically, it's not the end of the world. If you love this business, you're still going to love this business. Learn as many tools as you can get. So example, Sam, if you get hurt, um, you know, whatever promotion that you work for, ask if you can be an agent, if you can be a, you know, a producer. Ask them if you could help with um, video editing or putting things together. Learn those skills. Um, anything possible to keep expanding your wrestling mind and have another box to tick on the resume, making yourself valuable. So don't get down on it. Pain's temporary. Injuries don't last forever, even in my case. Have hope and start learning other things within the realm of pro wrestling. So when you're ready to get back, you're smarter, you've grown more as a man, as a human being, and you're more valuable to the business. Well, and I think that's, I, I've learned a lot of that um, recently with uh, Mike's injury, Wildman Congo, and his the stroke he suffered, I've been learning patience through him. And he's, you know, at, you know, you know Congo real well. He's not the most patient of men sometimes. Um, so the first couple weeks was the feeling sorry for yourself and why did this happen to me? And, and I said, this is not going to mean anything to you and I'm not trying to be patronizing or condescending, but you you were smart enough to listen to your body and get there early enough where they're telling you, you're going to have a full recovery. And, you know, I was, I was one of the guys who got the first, first text when he said, I took a step today and now he's, now he can walk backwards and forwards. He can do stairs. Um, he's still having a little, some issues with his left arm, but he's already made a ton of progress and he's had a very good, outlook on it ever since past those first couple of weeks and obviously he has his moments and you know it, it, it you're gonna have moments but one of the things he did is he watched a ton of wrestling he he asked people to send the matches send me matches so i can help you with that and you know he watches the product every every week and you know sometimes he's positive on it and sometimes he's not just like the rest of us um i'll leave the private comments private but he's making himself as available as he can. He's actually going to go to Tim and I are in a tag team tournament next month and he's going to go ride with us. And he was thinking about going to Nashville, but I think that's going to be too much for him. But, uh, you know, just to come visit everybody, obviously he's not ready to work. He's, he, he won't be ready to go back to work till next year, probably the middle of next year, but it's a goal and it's an end point. And it's, uh, uh, it's that hope we were talking it, about. It, exactly. And that's, and that's basically what inspired me to just, talk about that because you know he he doesn't give updates all the time because he's like i don't see the progress every day like you do if, and i don't talk to him every day but his speech is you know he always had marbles in his mouth anyway i always teased him but um i was talking to him the day he had the stroke all night 
because I was, I worked nights. I was driving all night. So I talked to him all night and his, it, 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 it was bad. And now he's kind of back to, you, you barely even notice it. And they're very pleased with him. He's getting a lot of strength back. He never lost his mental capacities. He, he was always, he could recall everything. Um, in fact, he was so supportive, I guess, in some of the group get togethers that they've asked him to come back and volunteer and help people because um, he relates so well to them. And I said, well, hey, this is a great opportunity. And I said, and that was one of the things that he said, and he'll tell you this, I'm sure um, he might even be watching us right now. But he said that that was one of the things that really motivated him was that he had it a lot better than some people had it because he saw people that couldn't even, they didn't know what day it was. They couldn't speak. They couldn't, you know, so it, it, it was very, very humbling for him. And also very, uh, he was filled with gratitude as well. So, um, you know, so shout out to him and it's it, Sam, it's just, it, it, it's what I tell everybody when they get, somebody pops an E out, somebody pops an elbow out. And I said, you're not going to feel this way forever. So be sad and be disappointed and upset that it happened. And then when you're ready, start going to shows again, start watching wrestling again. And the wrestling, the wrestling will be here when you're, when you're ready. Don't rush back. Make sure your injuries are healed as much as they can be. And, and then on the other end, where this is kind of I'm playing the other side of it, don't go to the family doctor after you pop your knee out and tell them that you wrestled because they'll tell you to quit immediately. Yep. Go to a sports doctor who deals with sports injuries, and they'll have a much more uh, even-keeled uh, even diagnosis for you. So, Yes, that is one of the most valuable pieces we've touched on so far today. Um, any family doctor or local physician is going to tell you a horror story when you get injured in, in wrestling. Um, so what I did in my case, I went to USF um, and the concussion center in, in particular, a place that works with NFL players from the Tampa Bay Bucks. They work with the football team they have on site. They work with WWE. I'd run into WWE talents all the time coming in and out of the office, football players. They know how an athlete's body works and how an athlete thinks. So those are the kind of people that you want to talk to that can legit tell you, okay, hey, something like this will take six months to recover, two to rehab then you're off in there. So, mm -hmm. yeah, very good point, Bob. Yes. So what else is in the... Um, comments. Uh, very insightful live from Spencer Abram. Thank you, Spence. Thank you. Um, Ryan Brown is saying hello to Uncle Bob. Hopes all is well. Are you well, Bob? I am well, and he's, a bit, he's bigger than I am, so I better be well. There you go. Uh, Jack Vaughn, I think we touched on this a little bit. Would showing up at an NWA event and making yourself available be a viable way of getting an opportunity? It's worked for me in the smaller indie companies. Just wondering if it's the same for bigger companies. Do like you have you, have, do you, Chris, do you know Jack? Have you seen Jack's TikToks and things like that? So Jack's, the one that's, Jack's the one that's been kind of picking on the super indie guys. Has a big old mustache and glasses. Yes. I, so, I right. Funny. So, Jack's... Uh, Jacks and and guess guess who told him to get a TikTok account? Uncle Bob, the old guy, the old out of touch guy, um, and it's been it's been good for him. Katie, can you keep it down, please? Thank you. Um, but yeah, Jack's doing uh, real well. It's been a couple of months, and he's already kind of kind of making that connection. So, um, and again, we, it's like a money ball thing, Chris. I just see all this talent all over the. 
all over the country and Canada. And hopefully I'll be going to the, my England trip, unfortunately got submerged in 2020 for obvious reasons. So I have to go back, but it's uh yeah, Jack. I mean, I, I think we're going to try to Nashville's not a million miles away from Cincinnati and that's kind of where Jack's based out of. So, um, but Jack's done a lot of OVUW stuff. He was the OVUW champion for a short time. So he's, um, and you certainly know a thing or two about OVW. So, um, but Jack's, uh, yeah, he's quite a he's quite a talented guy, and an older guy, kind of your age. Sorry if I called you older. I'm older than all of you guys, so I can call you old. Um, but Jack's one of those guys who is kind of still finding his way, and and now he's kind of got a foothold in the social media thing, and maybe we can leverage that. Remember, every company these days is a social media company, including us, including me, including Chris. Chris and I have benefited greatly to the you know i'm monetized on facebook now and they came to me they said hey man we want to pay you and now it's not a million bucks but it's money every month especially when you do it right and you turn on your comments for everybody i shut off a, a financial be careful and don't shut off financial means for yourself but every company is a social media company which is one of the reasons why i tell everybody as annoying as it can be sometimes have all those accounts. I just started jumping on my Instagram and doing more stuff on Instagram now. Um, I don't like Instagram. I don't understand it. I'm not good at it. But so what? That's not an excuse. Even if I do it poorly, it's still posting and it's still people seeing you and it's still a foothold into another social media platform. And if people see you, and again, what can I bring to the NWA? Well, I wrestle good. Well, plenty of people wrestle good. Oh, I'm a good promo. Well, plenty of people are good. Not as many, but plenty of people are good promos too. And Chris was a good promo, but nobody knew it until Chris had to do a promo. So unless you're putting them online or unless you're showing us your promos. And then, well, I know how to take pictures. I know how to stage videos. I know how to, this is where all this stuff comes into play. All your stuff that you show on your social media pages should be stuff that reflects your abilities. And if you have an audience and I have uh, an okay-sized audience. It's, it's a pittance compared to some people, but it's decently sizable, and it's growing every day. Same with you, Chris, is we can bring that audience to an NWA, to uh, AEW, to an NXT, to an Impact. That it, I remember NXT six or seven years ago when I was told, and you were probably told the same thing because we have, we have a f quite a few similar, uh, quite a few mutual friends, NXT was looking for people with audiences and saying, do you know anyone with a vast social audience? And if you have a vast social audience, they wanted you to come because they wanted you to bring their audience. And that was when social media still was not in its infancy, but it's not where it is today. And mm -hmm. I still was like, huh, so that's really that important. And yeah, it's that important. It's that important. So Jack, I would say just keep doing, doing the, doing the right things. And then, Again, make yourself available when you can. And there's three days in Nashville, and I know that's not easy. It's a Monday, Tuesday, and a Wednesday. I have to move things around. I have to move kids' stuff around. I'm taking my daughter to dance in a little while. She does, she does dance like we do wrestling, four days a week, five days a week. She walks like Terry Funk when she comes in the door sometimes. And it's, it's schedules. And my son has stuff going on, and my wife has stuff. She works 50 hours a week. So, but you got to figure out a way to, to do it if you can. And I'm not mad. I don't, I'm not mad at anyone who can't do it, but you also can't turn around and Jack's not this guy and you and I aren't these guys, but we've seen 
and heard plenty of these guys that get mad that they don't get the breaks and, oh, man, I didn't, you know, it's who you know and who, I don't kiss everybody's ass, so that's why I don't get a job. And it's like, I don't kiss anybody's ass either. I'm, I, if, I, if, I t if I walk in and tell Mr. Corgan how beautiful a man he is and I love his song so much and what a great guy, he might thank me and appreciate the compliment, but I don't think he's going to, you know, well, you're, you're up on Trevor Murdoch this tonight. I'm changing everything. You're going to win the belt tonight. Like that's not, it's, it's not exactly how that all works. So I don't know. What's your advice to Jack? I mean, I have a feeling it's going to be similar, but you know, please feel free to say it in your own words. Yeah. So we, we touched on earlier a little bit of the protocol about how to go, you know, go about helping out there and getting seen. Um, for Jack, you in particular, um, I've seen the videos. They're funny. I like those. Uh, just from what I've seen of you, you've got some size. The mustache gives you a cool little look. Um, and this is not meant derogatory. I've never seen you wrestle before in a match. So I, I don't know what you can do in the ring. So my advice would be, um, you have access to a ring. It looks like you're in it all the time. Uh, my advice would be, um, you know, constantly be in there, becoming as good as you can between the ropes. So should you get, the, like, if you show up to help out, and they just look and they're like, oh, that guy's kind of big and has a mustache. Let's put him on TV. When you get that shot to be in the match, you deliver because you are so skilled um, in between those ropes. So that, that would be my best advice. And again, it's not a, a knock. I've just never seen you wrestle. You may have never seen me wrestle. Uh, you know, so it's, it's all love. But um, show up and help, but uh, make sure that you're ready. And this goes to everybody. Make sure that you're not just prepared for an opportunity, but you're over-prepared. Bob yes. started today's live by saying he was going to bet on himself and go here because Bob is prepared. He's over-prepared. He knows that if they tell him to get in the ring, he's got it. If they tell him to get on the microphone, he's got it. If they ask him to help out with XYZ backstage, he's got it. Um, you have to have that preparation because what happens if you don't, they'll ask you to do something, you get nervous, you get fumbly, and you might screw it up. Um, and that could be a door closing for you. So be prepared and, and don't forget, um, you know, it's always okay to, to gamble on yourself. And it's, it's, and, and again, I think you touched on something tangentially anyway, but have humility when you go in there. Don't be mad when they don't know who you are. Don't be mad when, if you have an excellent, one of the, Mike Kane says this all the time, shout out to Mike, is win your neighborhood. And he got that from a marketing gentleman who's more famous than all of us, but it's, it's when your neighborhood, be the local star first instead stand up. They say, be the best stand up at your club before you move on to another club. So if you are that person and you're ready to move on and do some other things, that's great, but don't be confident, but don't be offended or mad or have heat or, you know, if, and I don't want to name anybody because I don't want anybody to, you know, but say I'm, I'm there, I'll, I'll put it on me. And I, I know a lot of people, but I may not know you. So I want, oh, I'm, I'm not familiar with you. Where do you wrestle? Where do I wrestle? What? No, don't act like that. E even if you have a, a, a great reputation, there's going to be plenty of people that have, that can teach you something that don't know who you are. So walk in like, oh, I wrestle here. I wrestle there. And just give information. Try to, try to not be emotional there, especially at, at and, and this is something that's cost people jobs. You've seen it this is people that that's cost people money is don't be emotional um, in unemotional situations. If you're mad, if they're squashing you and you feel like you should be getting more out of it, 
then do the best squash you've ever done. Tim Hughes lost to Adam Page, and this is not what Adam, this is in the Hangman Page of now. This is Adam Page of 2016, 2017. And he was asked to lose to Adam Page in 30 seconds or whatever it was. And I said, do the best job you can in 30 seconds because it'll benefit us later on. And then we got a bunch of work at Ring of Honor because Tim didn't cry about it or and he did the best job he possibly could in that amount of time. If you're, again, winning 20 minutes, losing 20 seconds, that's who cares? You don't get paid by the hour. And obviously we all want to win. Even now we all want to win. We all want to have everybody say great things about us. But if you're a carpenter heel and I'm a carpenter, Chris is a carpenter, um, you know, baby face might be a little different, but I'm a 50 year old heel who's going to be mean and ugly and beat you up. And then you're going to beat me. And that's what, that's my role. And that's been my role for, (laughs) for, 31 years, almost 31 years, because that's how I was trained. And you have to go in and just say, I'm going to lose every match and I'm going to lose to the best of my ability. And even if I'm a heel, I'm going to be the best heel I can. And I'm not going to go in worrying about, and this is, you know, you know what we've done it. We've gone to two coaches of a certain age. I'm way older than you. I'm teasing you, but Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm better looking, though, and we, you and I both can both admit that. But we're, we're two coaches of a certain age that haven't talked about, oh, all you guys worry about is the moves. It's not about it, it, what you need to do when you go to TV is, and it's again, it's just part of the whole service thing, walk in and say, I can put him over better than anyone else here. I can put her over better than, you know, you might have to wrestle a woman. Well, if you have, it's 2022, if you have a problem with that, then then have a problem with it somewhere else and complain about it at over chicken wings with your buddies a week from now, 2000 miles away. Don't do it today. Lose to the best of your ability. It doesn't matter. We all go to work and we all do stuff we don't want to do. I go and I, I don't want to deliver to this certain nursing home and it's part of my route. So I have to deliver to that nursing home. Well, that's what I'm paid to do. So that's the job. And I'm sure Chris at, at various jobs he's done, Every, everything isn't great and they don't all applaud for him and throw money at his feet. It's, it, it's just the way it goes. Sometimes we have to, and, and you know, I've, you know, I've, I've wrestled women. I've wrestled people in monkey suits. I've wrestled high school coaches. I've wrestled principals. I've wrestled little kids. Um, and most of them were comedy stuff, but you never know. And NWA sometimes does some wacky stuff. They do a lot of straightforward, you know, ball busting, just good fights and matches, but they do some wacky stuff too. And that's wrestling these days. And whatever you can do, just make yourself available. I don't really, the people that are watching us now, I really don't see that being a problem, but I always like to get that out there because I didn't necessarily deal with some of these issues as well when I was younger. So Mm -hmm. it's one of the things that I want to say, everybody has an ego. Everybody wants to be appreciated Everybody wants to be seen for the work they do, but I'm telling you the people, and it hasn't changed. I've said this for 20 years. The people that pay you or hire you and fire you will know that you're the best one in the ring, even if you're losing, if you do a good job. So I don't know. You want to comment on that? Is that something? Yeah, no, no, I I love that. Um, Just, uh, I remember only a few months back, um, Corrigan, we were having a meeting before the show and Corrigan uh, says, Hey, who, who wants to get squashed by Trevor Murdoch? One man raised his hand and said, me, went in, got his ass whooped in about a minute. That man then also got booked for the next four days of TV. Then the next, so he had four televised matches 
because he said, yes, I will lose to Trevor Murdoch, and he did a good job of it. Then he was booked on, uh, on future taping as well. Uh, prime example, too, is know how to get yourself over and make yourself look good, but as good as you are at that, you have to be even better at making your opponent mm-hmm. look good. Um, I'm not going to name any names, but I, I know somebody um, personally that had an opportunity at NWA. They were working with um, a talent there who was under contract that was not that experienced. So um, this person led the match and made that wrestler look so damn good through a loss in five minutes that they got offered a contract. Because mm-hmm. as Bob said, the people that hire and fire know who's good and who isn't within seconds. It takes a trained eye 15 seconds to know if you're any good. Right. Um, so, so keep that kind of stuff in mind. Um, we did have some more comments there. Um, Andy yes. Brown about the injuries, dealing with this now, time to learn new skills. Absolutely, my friend. And you uh, know I'm always here if you need to reach out. Um, this is a, a good comment. Um, Sebastian Escobar Gonzalez, who's one of my um, longtime students here at the dojo. Uh, when we were talking about uh, learning all the skills you can, he said, I remember when you told me this two years ago, Chris, and now I'm doing video editing and production. Um, so Great. yeah, let me, let me tell a little bit about Sebastian's story. Um, he's been training with me around three to four years now, been with me awesome. through it all. And, um, Sebastian, um, came and wanted to be a wrestler and he's learning to be a wrestler. As many people find out when they get in, wrestling's hard and it takes a <laughs> while to get really good at it. So since day one, I always told him, learn everything. I want you to learn how to ref. I had him ref some matches. I want you to learn how to do X, Y, Z. So in and always have a ref shirt in your bag. Yes. So in his short amount of time in wrestling, Sebastian has learned to make gear. He makes his own gear. He makes oh, gear nice. for other people. He learned how to make knee pads. He makes his own knee pads, makes those for other people. He's learned uh, some graphic design, and now he's doing video editing. So the cool um, videos that you see on our Dojo YouTube channel, those are all him producing. Nice. Um, so he's built this skill set outside of learning the craft in the ring, because as you know, we can't go forever. So if the wrestling thing doesn't work out or he decides one day, yeah, I don't want to take bumps anymore. Now you have this other role that you're valuable at or multiple roles. That's fan- Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, Sebastian, keep it up. And I'm glad you took Chris's advice because it's Chris is living that advice right now. So. Absolutely. Yes. Um, other comments from Sam. I just got invited yesterday to get paid for posting on Facebook. I've been in the reels program for a few months, but the other is new for me. Bob, what do you got on that? I'm not monetized on Facebook. Well, it's uh, keep, well, you might be, if, if you have a thousand followers, you can do the star stuff and you can do the Facebook reel stuff. And then if you have 10,000 followers, you, and Sam has quite a following, which is great. Um, Sam be, uh, have and you tip sam's a wonderful guy so i don't really think he'll be hurt by this but make sure you have integrity i don't i i could post every day and say what's your favorite wrestler who's the hottest chick on tv right now who's the this who's the that and you can ask all kinds of these questions and if you want to do that and annoy your audience and and be very face value and you'll make money but i prefer to ask questions that uh and and make sure your comments are turned on from everyone because that's a I cut off 67% of my audience um, but ask questions you obviously get paid for engagement so but that doesn't mean that we just have hot button topics or just say nonsense you know which Kardashian do you like the best you can ask these questions but it, it, is it really what you want to do 
So post for engagement. Show those cool pictures. Show those cool videos. A lot of your stuff is kind of semi-viral because you're a big guy who does stuff that not many big people can do. So, but don't and and I've always posted a lot on Facebook. So me posting five or ten times a day at times is not unusual. So, and you don't worry about wearing out your audience. If you wear out your audience, they will speak and they will start unfollowing you left and right. Um, but just build your audience. Thank them. Uh, at least a couple times a week. Thank you. Please follow us. Please um, share all that good stuff. And I, I'm more in the education aspect, so I can always put something up like this where it's just us talking and, and um, partaking our knowledge. But Sam, I think you're, I think yours is just going to be the journey of a, of a wrestler and the disappointments and the successes. And, uh, and you're always very supportive of other people and you're always, um, out there, which is the reason you built your own audience. Just keep building your audience brick by brick. Don't worry about getting 7 million new followers overnight. It's not going to happen. I've built, since I've been monetized, I've gotten about 650 to 700 new followers, but that's not bad because it's been three or four months and they're all organic and they're all here for a reason. They're here because they've either been invited or they've heard about me or my stuff has been shared. I just started doing like memes and stuff just because it kind of hit me up. So the, the memes are funny. I'm putting up another cat one. People like the cat one that I put up. So I'm putting up another cat one with the cat going like this and saying, this is how the booker shake, you shake the booker's hand when he's, you know, cause Gabe Sapolsky always hated that when people, he'd be in the middle of something and, or Cornette, you know, Cornette hates this. He's in the middle of something and people have to go get the, the handshake points. So, so they win the, you know, the, uh, the check it off on their bingo card that, you know, so, um, but really Sam, it's just keep doing what you're doing. And I know that sounds like it's not a put off. It's build your audience. And Chris, the advice that I'm going to give you that you didn't ask for, but you'll take because uh, you've always trusted me in that is I love when you put the wrestling stuff up. So put the wrestling stuff up. If it's a three or four minute or a 10 minute clip, that's fine. Put the other stuff in a reels, put it in a YouTube short, short. The videos are getting shorter and shorter. My kids don't watch my kids watch. Um, reels and, and shorts all day. They watch 10 to 15 minute. I, I learned from them. They watch 10 to 15 minute videos. Um, Mike Mondo has made a whole market for himself by just putting out little pieces of advice on Twitter, spelling it wrong half the time. I pick on him for that and grammar. And, but, but the stuff is so good. Tyson Dukes did it all during the pandemic mm -hmm. and he's not doing it as much now, which, which disappoints me because I loved watching that stuff and he just show, he would, Tyson always reminded me of you and you always reminded me of Tyson for some reason, but I think you're kind of, I'd love to see that match someday when you're feeling it, but Tyson would just go and, and say, this is a cool thing that I, and you do it too. You know, this is a cool leg hold. This is a cool something. This is a cool, com you know, a combination of technical wrestling, but it's not so technical that you can't show it on a video. I love to see that stuff from you. And then I'd love to see you, you know, grab a piece of this. You have my permission. Grab a piece of this when you say something really wise in 20 seconds and put that up and then a little death proof dojo at the end and contact us yeah. and, and all that. It's, it's, a, it's a short form video life right now and we can either fight it, you know, or we can embrace it like Jack Vaughn does. And Jack Vaughn is an old school guy. I'm the same way. I'm an, I'm a, I'm an old school guy who's now a digital creator. So just keep, if they're going to pay us, then that doesn't mean that we just, you know, quit our jobs and do this unless you're getting paid fantastic. But I'm taking YouTube classes. I'm taking Facebook classes. I'm taking classes to try to increase engagement. 
Um, one of the guys that teaches me, Graham Stefan, started with 90,000. He had 90,000 followers in 2019. He has 4 million now. How did he do that? Wow. Well, we want, to, we want these people that can do it step by step. And don't be afraid to give stuff away. This is free. Because, and, and this is funny because people, some people pick on me for this, and I know they pick on you for this too. I can guarantee you that Chris and I have made more money giving stuff away for free than most of these guys who squawk about us have done for money. So don't ever, don't ever, you know, that we, we offer value because we want to build our reputation, which is the great advice that Chris gave you before. How can you have a reputation if you don't show it to me? You know, and, and match, nobody's going to watch matches. We'll watch matches because that's what we're, that's what we do. But asking somebody to sit there and watch a 12 minute independent match with a bad camera, your girlfriend running it, or it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's crooked. <laughs> the ring's dirty. It's, it's not a good presentation. I, I have trouble sometimes staying with the awesomely produced national stuff, not because, and you and I are in the same boat. A lot of our friends are on TV now, so it's fun to watch them. But there's just so much stuff on TV. And now regular non-wrestling TV shows are so good because everybody has stepped up that there's so much good, compelling content on there. You really have to do something to break through the noise. So, Sam, big, long question. You asked me what time it is. I told you how to build a watch. Sorry. But um, the biggest thing I can tell you right there is just keep doing what you're doing. Dig into it a little bit more. Maybe double up your... Uh, posting and engaging and see where it goes. And if people hate it and they tell you to go kick rocks, then you did it too much and back off. So, but I don't think go. they'll tell you that. I think it'll actually work out really well for you. So there you go. Yeah. We do have uh, Wildman Congo has joined us. Wildman Congo, never heard of him. Send me a tape. He says, hello guys. Hello Congo. Um, and right now he's taking that time. Uh, like we were discussing to learn a new skill. It's important in the comments and Congo. I've already called you out. But when you're better, 2023, it's finally going to happen. We've known each other for 15 years, and never once has the force of Wildman Congo and Chris Silvio Esquire ever met in a professional wrestling ring. So get healthy. I'm going to keep getting healthy. And then I'm going to kick your ass, Congo. The I'm only time I saw it was when I put you guys together in a drill at one of my seminars, and it was magic, and I wanted to just keep – because I wanted you to see how good he was, and I wanted him to see how good you were. And it was like three minutes of magic, and then we never did it again. You and I wrestled once at a fundraiser show yep, in Florida, which was fun as heck. And then I would have liked to do it again. So hopefully we'll get a chance to do that, you know. I, I just saw a po an old post. I was looking up. I wanted to put a picture of us up there. So I was looking up all the old posts where I actually challenged you to um, an Iron Week match for autism in 2020. It was legit like a month or two. Yeah, well, we, you know. We'll do it. We don't have to take bumps. We take bumps if you want. So I've we'll done just fine. eight of the 21 matches I've done. Wait, eight of the 20 matches I've done for Iron Week, I've never touched the rope. So I'm not scared. So um, as we wrap up here, only because I have dad responsibilities and good stuff like that, what you said you wanted to uh, touch on the the protocol for Death Roof yep. Dojo so we can get people in touch with you and – and, and, and have you impart some of the wisdom to them. Yep. So um, we're a private developmental facility. The purpose of this is um, I don't just train anybody like this in the kind of school that people just walk off the street and you throw them in the ring. Um, I want athletes and I want people that are sincere about making this a career. I'm not trying to just 
teach people some moves, get their money and have them work local independence. I want serious people, serious athletes that I can put my time into to develop. Um, so not open to the public. Um, I do personal training one-on-one in ring from 12 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. And then I have my advanced group classes three days a week. Um, and we're going to be um, doing a little bit more work with beginners um, here in the new year. Um, so if you're interested in applying for the program as it is invite only, just reach out to me on social media. Um, we'll have a conversation. We'll probably set up a, a quick video call, um, free, of course, just so we can get to know each other. I tell you how I run things here, hear your goals and what you want to do. And if it seems like a good fit, uh, you'll be invited here for an assessment where I can see you in the ring, uh, gauge your attitude. And if all goes well, um, you may be invited to train full time with uh, Team Death Proof here in Tampa. Um, anybody who wants it and who has heart desire and can show that to me, I tend to um, keep on the team. So if you're interested in uh, taking your career to the next level and learning all aspects of pro wrestling as a career, um, hit me up. This is the place to be. Tampa, Florida, well, Death Dojo. And I would re- and I would ask people to reach out to you anyway because there might be uh, there might be a fit down there. We know some really good schools down there where you may not be able to take them right now because maybe they're not there yet. But we sure. could also put them in some good hands. There's plenty of good people that mm-hmm. are training down there. There's some people that, you know, we might not recommend right away, but there's plenty of people we would. So, um, sure. you know, it, it, and that might not be a video call. That might be a message. So start with a message and see where it goes. Anyway, my friend, I'm going to let you go. I really appreciate this as always. I love and appreciate you and everything you do for the business. And I will see you. I'm sure I'll talk to you soon, but I will see you in December as Tim and I bet on ourselves. Yes, likewise. Right. Thanks for having me today, Bob. And thank you for, uh, for always being in my corner, man. I appreciate right, you. Man. More than you know. I'll see you, buddy. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. As a wrestler in free spirit, I've always had trouble saving money. That is, until I found Digit. Try the all-in-one money app that budgets, saves, and invests for you. Digit helps you reach financial freedom by doing smart things with your money every day. On a mission to make financial health effortless, Digit designed a smart bank account that constantly guides your money in the right direction. Digit plans for today, tomorrow, and way, way later by making spending, bills, savings, and investments all work together. Digit saves a little every day, so you don't have to. Savings that have money that's set aside for all your goals. And you can add as many as you want. They've helped members save over $7 billion since 2015. I myself have saved almost $5,000 in savings and investing with Digit. To get a free $5 to start, go to ICan'tSaveMoney.com and sign up. That's ICan'tSaveMoney.com and start saving and investing with Digit today. Thank you, Digit. You've been a godsend.